Hi, I'm Mygalit Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. In this podcast series, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, outline some insight about early development, and talk about life as a parent or caregiver in these early years of parenthood. The mission of Strength in Words is to provide peace of mind you already have everything you need to support the infants and toddlers in your life. This episode was recorded with a live audience of parents and caregivers as an added benefit of those participating in the Learn With Less curriculum. If you'd like to learn more about Learning With Less or about my best-selling books, Understanding Your Baby or Understanding Your Toddler, open a new tab in your browser to my website, strengthinwords.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll take just a moment of your time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to reach more families and share our values of education, inclusivity, simplicity, and respect when it comes to early learning and early parenthood. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayalit, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello to the babies, hello to the toddlers, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name, hello to your name, hello, 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 everybody, hello, everybody, hello, hello, hello. Today we've got a very special guest on Strength and Words, Beryl Young, a teacher, coach, owner of Recapture Self, and the creator of the Momtography Method. Let's welcome her to the show. Hello to Beryl, hello to Beryl, hello, 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 hello to all our old friends, hello to all our new friends, hello, 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 one last time, hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today, hello everybody, hello everybody, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 79 of the Strength in Words podcast. Today I am speaking with Beryl Young. Beryl is a mother, former elementary school teacher, and creator of the Momtography Method. She fell in love with photography in 2009 as a way to document the exciting time of being a mom. Now, almost 10 years later, she's helped thousands of moms around the world to use their creative energy to love their photos and capture more of what matters in their life. Beryl, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Strength in Words. This is so exciting. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I have asked you to come onto the show today to speak to us about you know, why it's so important for us as parents and caregivers to actually connect with some kind of creative outlet. But first, I would love it if you could just tell us a little bit more about you and how you got into this work that you're doing today. All right. So I'm Beryl Young. I live outside of the Washington, D.C. area, kind of in like the northernmost tip of Virginia, though. We're not in the city. We actually live in the country. I like to call it my little country retreat (laughs) and it's me and my eight-year-old daughter and my husband and we have two cats and a dog and we just 
live a nice little quiet life together. But it wasn't always that way. I remember. I know you just you just released your book recently. <laughs> and I remember those days with a young one at home. And the story of photography is a little bit interesting because my entry into parenthood was not the easiest. I don't know if you've talked with your members at all about miscarriage and stillbirth and loss, but we, our, my first pregnancy was a pregnancy loss when I was 20 weeks pregnant. That was in 2009. So it's been almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. And at that time in my life, you know, I was definitely one of those like check the boxes, go through the motions. Like I went to college, I got the job teaching in the public school system right after college. And, you know, I was doing all the things that I should do. And I got married to the boy that I met when I was in college. And then it was like, okay, the next logical thing is we start a family. And so, you know, I was going through those motions. And so having the stillbirth, it was like this really jarring thing. And like, grief as I had never experienced it before in my life. And so the camera unexpectedly, like I, I was learning photography because like a lot of par new parents, it's like, wait, I wanna be able to capture every little moment and get every little thing. Cause I know everybody tells me it goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. So let me get the fancy camera and do something with it. And I was gifted a DSLR camera, one of the big fancy, you know, has all the lenses and everything. And I was gifted that as an early baby gift. And so then I had this camera that mm. I was trying to learn and we had the loss mm. and the camera became this thing that was, okay, I guess since I don't have the baby to take pictures of, I'm going to use it to heal from the grief. And so the beauty of that is that I learned very early what a lifeline the creative process could be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I learned it, I guess, pre-kids, although my first daughter, who's not here with us, is the one that taught me that. Yeah. Uh, we were lucky enough to very quickly get pregnant again. And so almost exactly a year later, we had our daughter, who's now eight, and she is spunky, and she is independent, and she was diagnosed with ADHD last year. So we've been on this very, like, wild journey yeah. <laughs> with yeah. her. But the thing that has always been there through all of those trials of raising her has been the camera. And it's the perfect lifeline. It's the perfect entry into keeping that creative spark alive. I hear yeah. from so many moms that are like, oh, I used to do this before I had kids. I used to do this. Whether it be a sport or a creative hobby or something that used to be able to leave the house and do that you can no longer do anymore because life. And I'm like, well, you have a camera at home. You can use this and still be creative. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions who's watching live, please go ahead and ask them in the chat or in the ask a question box below. So here's a nice big question for you, Beryl. So why, in your words, is having that outlet for oneself so important, even or especially in early parenthood? And I think you, you answered that a little bit just now when you described the sort of coming back from grief. It's a healing tool for sure. What about other because you've worked with so many new mm -hmm. parents especially moms but I think also parents in general and caregivers what are some of the reasons other people have expressed to you about why that creative outlet mm -hmm. is so has been so important so 
this has been expressed to me a little bit from some of my clients, but it's something that I learned through the process of teaching the momtography mm -hmm. method and through my own experience now that I have an eight-year-old. We, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, it's busy. Like early parenthood when you're taking care of little ones is just, it's crazy. It's, it's, <laughs> There's something new every day that you're learning about yourself. <laughs> and it can be really easy to lose sight of that person that you once were because we're such givers. We're giving to our families and we're giving so much of ourselves over to our children, which is not a bad thing. But then I find that I work mostly with moms that are in transition, whether it be the transition to, oh, I want to learn my camera because I just had a baby. Mm hmm or then I work with a lot of moms that are in that transition from, wait, my, my, my child's entering kindergarten, and now I'm going to have the whole day to myself again. And maybe I want to go back to work, or maybe I need something for myself, or what? wait a second, I'm going to have this time, mm -hmm. what do I do? And it can be a really rocky transition. Mm -hmm. I've also worked with moms who are sending their kids off to college hmm. or they're just graduating from college, right? And I found this link between, oh, the women I work with are in times of transition and mm -hmm. the camera is something that can be there through all of those times of transition. You may use it differently, but I think it's so important to keep that line of energy because I learned so much about myself about getting curious and it supported me through, I haven't had the transition to college yet, but through any transition, I'm always going back to the creative process. And it's not just photography. Like photography is the main tool that I use, but I have other creative interests too. And it's just come to that like, oh, okay, what do I need today for myself? Yeah. That can be done in like this little snippet of time and snapping pictures can be done in that little snippet of time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that because it's like, whether it's snapping pictures or maybe you're a musical person and you really want to get into playing piano or something, right? I mean, you can sit down and play with a piano or a stringed instrument or whatever it is, or with a camera, and you can involve yourself in that just for you. Mm -hmm. Or you can also find ways to involve your child at any age in that experience as well. And I'm thinking specifically because I have sort of a musical background of perhaps like, you know, you have your baby laying on your on the blanket and you sit down at the piano or you have your toddler planking out, plunking out little sounds on the on the string or on the piano or whatever it is. And then you have a, you know, pretend camera or an actual, you know, old camera for your tiny person. And that, those are ways that you can not only can you experience that and do that sort of self care for yourself, which clearly is a huge part of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But also, there are ways that you can integrate your child into that in in whatever way that makes sense. Totally. I love that. Um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, I wrote a blog post years ago now. It must have been like five years ago. My daughter was probably about four years old. And you know, I, she was having a rough day. I was having a rough day. I was tired. I still worked full time. So this has only been my full time gig, teaching photography to moms for about five years. Before that, I was a classroom teacher for 10 and I came home exhausted. She was cranky. We were just both being grumpy in the house. And it was in the middle of December, but it was actually warm outside. But I was like in such a mood that I like couldn't get myself off the couch. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to pick up my camera. I'm going to let her walk around in bare feet. 
in the middle of December because it's actually warm enough for her to do that. She went outside. And, and that's put, exactly what she wants to do. <laughs> right. So she goes outside and just starts picking up rocks and like exploring and doing her thing. But I had the camera. And so we were both kind of recovering from that bad mood, doing what we each wanted to do. And unfortunately for me, maybe fortunately for my daughter, she has almost zero interest in the camera. (laughs) She wants to take pictures sometimes, but her creativity comes out in different ways. So like you said, you're more musically inclined. She loves picking up a paintbrush and painting. And I can still supervise her. Like I was never like the crafty activities mom. And I know you're all about learning with less. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. like I was never... It, it took a lot for me to get the paint out and like be like, okay, I guess we're going to make a mess now. Um, <laughs> and so instead of me getting all anxious and like upset about the mess, I got the stuff out and then I would pick up my camera and take pictures. I love that. Yeah. So I was doing what felt good to me from a creative standpoint. She was doing what felt good to her. Like we didn't have to be doing the same thing in tandem all the time, which is kind of another thing I learned through that process. Yes. That it's about honoring yourself and your creativity, but also honoring your child and how they're seeing the world too. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm just like, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about all these different ways that you could do that. Like if you're a writer, you could just write down, like your toddler painting could absolutely be an inspiration for a poem or a short story or just a narrative of what you did or what you're like. I just love how many ways and it's like, this is not revolutionary, but, no, but I think- it feels so obvious once you say it out loud, but it's like, oh yeah, actually I can take care of myself while I'm taking care of this other tiny human. And there's ways to do that. I think we get so wrapped up though. And like, I have this yeah. tiny human and I have to keep my eye on them all the time. And I have to make sure that they're getting my time and attention and energy. And yes, they want you there, but depending on the age of your child, you might need to keep your eye on them a little bit more. Of course, yes, Um, yeah. But there are ways that you don't have to be doing the exact same thing as them or you don't have to just be watching them enjoy the world and explore the world. You can also explore and do things too. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And play play together, independent play for your child is probably gonna be even more likely, right? Because we're all in these early years asking that question, how do I get my kid to play independently, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is one of those great ways. If you have a child who's playing with open-ended creative materials, whatever those are, whether they're, you know, blocks or a cardboard box or some painting or tape or whatever it is, like your child and you're sitting there doing your own thing, whether you're with them doing the same thing or doing it in your own way or doing your own thing, then you're, that's your answer, right? That's Mm -hmm. great. Oh, very nice. Very empowering. So I see that we have a couple of questions. We're going to get to those after the main portion of the interview. How can we, Beryl, and we've touched upon this a little bit, but let's get a little bit deeper into how can we incorporate room for those small moments of creative juices, that creative flow into our lives, whether we work full time or whether home is our work? So... Everything that I teach in Montography and Recapture Self starts with being intentional. (laughs) And so I think it is really important to ask yourself first, what is your purpose? What is your vision for both your child and yourself? And then you have to craft your life 
around that vision. Now, beyond that, like sometimes we can have those like really big dreams and aspirations, right? Or not. Like it might just be, let me keep these tiny humans alive today. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it's really important to get curious and ask the questions of like, okay, how can I make sure my child is fulfilled today? And how can I also make sure that I am fulfilled today? And then beyond that, then it's making the time and space for it. And really making the time and space for it depends on a lot of different factors, but I am all about setting timers. Mm, so nice. yeah, 10 minute timers, because sometimes <laughs> the hardest part is getting started and convincing yourself that you do have time or that you do have space. Sometimes like, oh, in order, whether it be photography or painting or whatever, it's like, gosh, I need to make sure that I sign up for lessons or that I have like an uninterrupted block of four hours to do this project that I want to do when right. we actually can make a lot of headway and get a lot of clarity and just short little snippets of time. So mm. like you were just talking about the open-ended activities. Like, yes, yeah, set your child up with something. And then since my tool is usually the camera, maybe you've never thought of using the camera in that way before. So you pick up the camera and you see how that feels to use it while you're taking photos of your child. But then through that process of being creative, I think creativity breeds clarity. <laughs> and so through that creative process, you get more clear on what else you need for yourself. Totally. So I, think, uh, I love that. Yeah. It's part intentionality. It's part making time and space in a way that feels like we work with the same mentor that makes it feel like it's impossible to fail. He likes to say, yes. it's the next smallest step that it's impossible to fail. <laughs> exactly. And this is like, we're breaking it down into teeny tiny little pieces because that's oftentimes when we're sleep deprived and overwhelmed and mm -hmm. feeling exhausted at the end of the day, especially, you know, that's all you can manage anyway. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a fan of the timer too. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend that is all about mornings and like it's Sean Fink at Abundant Mama, if you're familiar with her. And so she does a lot about like helping parents wake up earlier. And I am a morning person. And I find if I can like journal for a little bit in the morning that I feel clear, but that's not always necessarily <laughs> realistic on day-to-day -day. so on a day-to-day -day basis so I do try to look for those other times yeah so and totally I know I love her work um and I I actually found her work when my second son was like in this first year and I was like oh this is really cool mm -hmm. yeah no I can't do that <laughs> <laughs> I but, adore her work too and yeah know, there, I go through phases though, where I'm like, you know, today yeah. I am going to wake up early. Unfortunately, I had an early riser. So if I woke yeah. up at 5.30, she would be in my room at 5.15. If I woke up at 5, she'd be in my room at 4.45. So I'm like, well, this is kind no. of defeating yeah. the purpose. That's um, a hard one when you're trying to set the intention and your child also is setting their own <laughs> intentions as well. Yep. I also <laughs> like to really help parents notice like the time sucks in their life. And we're no stranger to this. Like I, I go down the rabbit hole of Facebook and like scrolling mindlessly or because I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And that's why it all comes back to intentionality for me because I don't think there's anything wrong with scrolling through Facebook. I need that when I'm feeling overstimulated and overwhelmed. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, I'm going to give myself five minutes to do that instead of an hour. Like I'm not going to go mindlessly scroll for an hour. I'm going to do that for five minutes and then I'm going to go back to connecting <laughs> in the way right. that I need and to. In that time when my child is actually taking a nap, I'm going to use that in a way that's not right. deadening 
but is actually enlivening. So yes. that's what this is all about. All right, so let's just take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we will hear a few tips from Beryl about the ways that we can recapture ourselves. And I love that because that's the name of your whole business. And we will hear about her favorite resources for parents and caregivers interested in learning more a little bit about this topic. As a parent or caregiver of an infant or toddler, you want to make sure you're doing it right. But everywhere you look, there's another learning toy or fancy subscription box that you don't have room for and that your child seems to lose interest in all too quickly. You want to support your infant or toddler's development, but you struggle finding the right toys or enough time and energy to do it. You just want the map to get through these first few years and find more joy in the journey as well. If any of this rings true for you, you're in the right place. Right now, I'm giving away my Infant Toddler Development Blueprint, a straightforward guide that will help you discover the four major areas of development in the first three years of life and what's involved in each of those areas. Find out what you can do to support development using what you already have in your home. Learn how to follow my four pillar framework to maximize the time you are already spending with your tiny human and much, much more. If you are ready to boost your infant or toddler's learning, stop feeling like you're winging it all the time, and simplify your life, head to strengthenwords.com slash blueprint and download my free infant toddler development blueprint today. Okay, Beryl, we would like to hear your top tips for parents to help recapture oneself. Gosh. And <laughs> like, this, this is, is the question. a lot of gold, so we are going to just pull it out yes. of you. <laughs> so... This is going to be the things that come top of mind. Top tips are going to be stop overthinking and get out of your own way. So be intentional. Pick up a journal and put pen to paper and just brainstorm. What have you lost sight of in yourself? What do you need to feel like a purposeful, passionate human again while you're raising <laughs> kids? Yeah. God, wouldn't that be nice, right? Yeah. It's okay to do a brain dump of all of that. The the right yeah. answers will become clear. And people, uh, if you're not a journal person, you could do it on your iPhone or whatever oh, phone totally. you have, right? Yeah. I actually, I have it open on my screen right now. I have the big 2019 writing document. My fingers mm -hmm. type faster than I write. There are sometimes mm -hmm. in the act of paper to pencil really helps, but when I have something I'm writing down, sometimes it's just so much easier to use the computer or the phone or wherever, wherever you are. Yeah, totally. Tip number two is actually a photo project. One of my favorite photo projects to teach parents. It's called the 100 steps project. So, and you can do this one with your kids. I did this one with my daughter for a short period of time until she got bored and didn't want to do it with me anymore. But <laughs> you, um, <laughs> I know, right? This is the fun, but it's still fun for me. So you pick a starting point. A lot of times I have people start at their front door if they're at home and you take 100 steps in any direction and then you use whatever camera you have with you. Wherever you end up, you can walk 100 steps any which way, but wherever you stop and land, you have to creatively capture a photo. So it's just a way oh, to get out of the house, do something fun. I've had students that have taken 100 steps and taken a photo, taken another, like they do it on a walk. So every 100 steps, they take photos and they like compile them all into a collage or into a book or a video. Somebody did video once. I was like, that's crazy. So it's one of my favorites, especially with young kids. 
if you're just like, I need to get out of here for a little bit and do something. It's easy. Yes. You can do it on a cold day. You can do it on a long day. Oh my God. So 100 Steps Project. Okay. For everyone who does this, uh, who's in the community lab listening, I cannot wait to see a few of these photos when mm -hmm. in a new post. Please go ahead and do that. I am so doing that. That's great. And then the third tip is find time away from your kids. I think that's so super important and you can get curious and creative in how you make that time and space, but it's important. It does not have to be every day, but having a core group of mom friends that I got to dinner with on a regular basis and business owner friends, the way I was able to build this business. And I know not a lot of your listeners are in the throes of like early parenthood. Yes. But <laughs> I built my business when my daughter was newborn to three years old. Yeah, so, me too. <laughs> yeah, you're in that phase. And the way I did that was with some real communication, clear communication with my husband around what my needs were. And yeah. then my daughter would go down for her afternoon nap and I would take myself to a coffee shop and I would be creative and I would do things in my business. And so mm -hmm. claiming that time and space for you, I think is super important. In yeah, that's great. Day. Yeah. Mm. Those are the three top of mind things. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Can you tell us a few of your favorite resources that might help families recapture oneself as well? Well, there's my website. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is your website, recaptureyourself.com. <laughs> Uh, or recap other, yourself. Sorry, yes. yourself. Other resources for the creative process. Um, yeah. I've been a member of a website called Creative Bug. If like photography is not your thing, but you just maybe you sew or you want to do some sort of painting project, it's a it's a low cost subscription service that I've cool. absolutely loved and enjoyed for editing my photos. I use a website called PicMonkey. You've probably used PicMonkey before I yell it, but yeah. there's so many like different design tools and digital art tools. That's just a fun one to use as well. What and about, cause we do have a question in here about like fun iPhone photography tips. Oh, um, yeah. Do you have any like top two or three at like iPhone apps or Android apps that you I can you like you. yes so um a couple of iphone tricks so first of all for editing because i think the thing with the phone and taking phone photos like phones are up leveling like they can do a lot now Amazing. i'm an i'm an iphone user but most of our courses and classes it doesn't matter what kind of phone you have but I get disappointed with my phone photos sometimes because I'm like, oh, they look a little bit dull or dark or not quite how I want them to. So photo editing is really how I up-level those. Snapseed is a free app, Apple or Android, uh, oh. that I absolutely love for editing. And then I personally use an app called PicTapGo, P-I-C-T-A-P-G-O. Hmm. That one I think does have like a $2.99 or $3.99 fee for it. It used to only be iPhone, but I think they have an Android app now. Um, and I like that one because I love the filters that they have. And now that I have them all set up, I just tap a button and it's good to go. I use a collage builder app. I'm looking at my phone now to like be like, all right, what app, what other apps do I have? Um, <laughs> Diptych, 
D-I-P-T-I-C will help me make collages out of my photos. So if I don't want to bombard people with like a Facebook album, I can just upload like one photo of our outing for the day. And then, oh, for printing photos from the phone, there's an app called, hold on a second, they changed their name. So I want to make sure I get it right. Print Studio, Social Print Studio. And they have fun little photo albums and film strips and you can do printed photos on there. And I like that they have a phone app that you can just take your phone photos directly from the phone and order them from there. That's so great. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well, thanks so much, Beryl. And thank you to all of our Community Lab members who are here listening live. We are going to continue the discussion and open up for our Q&A session with you guys in just a minute. But for anyone listening from home or on the go, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye bigger kids. Goodbye all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye Ayala. Goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thanks so much, everyone. The Strength in Words podcast brings you information, tips, and resources about all things early parenthood and early childhood. Don't forget to download our free infant-toddler development blueprint by heading to strengthinwords.com blueprint today. If you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Strength in Words podcast on Apple Podcasts. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. And after you've done that, go ahead and share Strength in Words with a friend or colleague. See you next time.